We're here today with special guest Emma Larkins, designer of Heart Catchers. Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Antithetical. Being in direct and unequivocal opposition, directly opposite or opposed, constituting or marked by antitheses, pertaining to the rhetorical contrast of ideas by means of parallel arrangements of words, clauses, or sentences. That was probably the most complex definition we've seen yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to read it a few times to wrap my head around it. But I prefer these ones that are actually, that have something, because the one that I'm working on today is, or for tomorrow, the, uh, where is it at? The word is anent, anent and the definition <laughs> is about or concerning. Which I'm, I, I don't even know where to begin there. <laughs> Ooh, fun. So what do you got for this one? All right, so antithetical. Uh, instantly the first thing that kind of came to mind when I was reading over this was just brutal conflict and clash. Just like the absolute most kind of head-to-head battle combat um, kind of a situation. And I was trying to think of examples of games that did this, and it was a little tough, honestly, because uh, even when you think of something like, so two-player automatically was where my head was going with this. And you think of abstract strategy or, you know, just, chess just going back all the way back to the basics and it's like those honestly it's like it's a lot of maneuvering it's a lot of you know your position might help or hinder your opponent you know giving and taking and that didn't really quite feel antithetical to me um so what i was thinking about is just like butting heads really and um i was discussing it a little bit with my boyfriend earlier and it's like that kind of sounds like the thing it's like how do you work a game out of that because that's (laughs) it almost sounds like stalemate right like if you have just two things in direct opposition with each other um sorry thinking about control in magic the gathering right where it's just like i'm gonna do this thing it's like no you're not it's like i'm gonna do this thing no you're not um so from there i started to think more about okay like maybe a little bit of back and forth um, something I honestly haven't played either of them, but I've heard uh, On Guard and then Flash Duel have this kind of like, you know, in opposition kind of backwards and forwards against each other. Um, and then from there, I jumped to this really cool idea of like, what if it's something like um, magnets or gravity or like um, physics, kind of like equal and opposite? Yeah, of course. Uh, impulse sort of a thing uh gravel is a really cool game i haven't seen anything with mechanics like that where like the movement of the game is actually gravitational so it's very dependent on like your opponent may go before or after you and you don't know when you're making your decision for your move and then you'll go backwards and forwards depending on where they have like their state at the moment when your move goes off so yeah, Gravel's I love everything about Gravel. I love the, oh the alphabetical like initiative <laughs> system yeah. and like everything about it. The um 
the elements kind of a thing. When I was first reading the rules about it, I was like, okay, this you're collecting elements. This is this crazy <laughs> complex thing. But then you figure it out. It's just like, oh, okay. It's just a very uh, back and forth kind of a thing. So when I think about this in a game design sense, I'm excited about this idea of like everything you do affects or even forces your opponent's hand. That's neat. And yeah. it sounds kind of brutal and like take that, take it up to the nth degree. <laughs> so it might feel crazy, just bad. <laughs> I don't know how it would feel in execution, but I'm kind of excited about this idea of like, okay, I'm just, I'm attacking you. You're just, you're under attack and now need to have a direct, like you've changed, like I shoved you maybe like if we're thinking of a movement, um, maybe tile, a grid sort of a, a game where it's like going back and forth in a line. It's just like pushing and shoving back and forth and trying to find some sort of a crack in the attack or defense. That's neat. The uh, You talked about the control in Magic the Gathering. Just mm. being on the giving end of that is is like the most satisfying thing oh, ever yeah. <laughs> because like it's just you know I don't, I don't even know why it's just it's just like yep yeah, no you're not gonna do that nope nope not happening <laughs> well it's it's what well, we call it uh when we talk about a mox boarding house it's a zero sum fun game yeah. so people who like to play like that they're like fun is a zero sum game and i am going to have most or all of it and because of that, you are going to have none of the fun in this yeah, and game being, we're doing. Being on the other side, you are just like scrambling. <laughs> it's like, what can I do? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. The other thing I was going to say is I did a game, I designed a game for the webcomic Homestuck. And it had a, oh, nice. it had a, and I don't, it's, I don't know where it is right now. It's with them. Mm. <laughs> it's not out, but it's with them. But it, it's one of those games where it's like a straight ahead, a straight attack defense game. And mm. that whole balance of, like, attack and defense was the hardest part of the whole thing was just, I'm going to attack you, and, you know, if you can defend too much of it, then it makes the attack pointless. If you mm. if you don't defend enough of it, it just makes you feel weak and, and, and dis, you know, you, you, you just you disconnect. And it was such a hard thing in finding that balance. And part of it was just we wanted the game to have a clock. So, mm. so the the attacks were slightly uh, more powerful than the ability to defend. And it mm. would just, it would progress it to the end because otherwise it could just be that stalemate that you mentioned. Yeah. It's tough. And, and I think, you know, ideally with a good game design, you don't necessarily want to go to zero sum fun <laughs> yeah. or having something is like all or nothing. So, I like this idea. The other thing that came to mind is uh, caching guns. And I haven't actually played that either, but I know, like, the general sense of, like, you know, either pointing or you're defending or, like, opting out of the combat, kind of. Um, so I think when I think of how to take it, to, like, kind of unlock a little bit of a fun in there, I like this idea. It's like, okay this thing has changed your, like, forced you into this new state, um, but it's not, maybe not combat damage, it hasn't, like, forced you to, 
um, into a position where you don't have choices, but forced you into a position maybe where you have new choices. Yeah, exactly. Because for me, I mean, choices, like, in a game, the fun is all about that. Like, whenever I play Magic, it's like I want to have just as many choices as possible, different things to do on my turn. Like, still, maybe none of those are good choices, but just having different options. Um, and I think kind of this concept of, you know, you have multiple hands or something, and, like, depending on location, like, where you've been forced to be, like, you are in a different position where you have different options of things that you can do. Yeah, and that's what's great about, like, that control deck in Magic it doesn't just mean you win the game and it's over. Yeah. Like, it's it's a style of play, but it's there's a whole bunch of different ways to combat it. So what, uh, you mentioned Mox Boarding House. Mm -hmm. I have never been out to Seattle, and mm. I, my wife wants to go there this year, and I have no idea if it's going to happen, but um, she really wants to go there, and we've, I think they sell a couple of our games. They used to sell a couple of our little wallet games, but um, what's 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 so awesome about that store? Because I, I always hear like it's the best store ever. Yeah, sure. Um, I've definitely seen a couple of the games there. Uh, Daniel Newman's, right? The um, yeah, Podex was there, I believe. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I think uh, lots of people come to Mox and they look around, just starry eyed, and they're like, "Man, <laughs> I wish that we could like. Why can't we have a store like this?" Or like. People will even want to start a store wherever they are in, oh, yeah. like, Colorado or Virginia or whatever. It's like, yeah, we're opening up a store just like Mox. And Mox is in a very unique position because of uh, Card Kingdom, which it grew out of. Um, Card Kingdom being, having been around 15, 20 years, one of the biggest international distributors of Magic cards. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so if you're buying Magic singles and a lot of sealed products, like, Card Kingdom is just basically a huge corporation um that makes a ton of money off of that and i think they could have just stuck to that but the the owners of card kingdom made this decision to create this community space and so they made uh, the first cafe mox um and the store version of card kingdom which later became mox boarding house and honestly for a long time is it took a while for the cafe and the just physical board game store to be able to support themselves. So like having that kind of money and backing from um, this bigger organization meant that we could have this just beautiful space with tons of open floor space and open tables. And, you know, we charge for some of the magic events, legacy events, but it's like not a ton of money. We have prize supports for a lot of the stuff we do. So we're just able to do a lot of things um, and build this community because of that support and really a dedication to customer service. So like the big thing, one of the biggest thing, like not to toot my own horn too much, but <laughs> all of us staff, you know, it's just like we we are expected to not just good customer service, you know, treat people with respect, um, listen and like figure out what they need, but just have so much knowledge about stuff. So if you come in, one of my favorite things, people coming in like, oh, you know, my kid wants to get into magic. My friend wants to get into magic. And it's like, I've taught <laughs> <laughs> multiple people how to play magic from scratch, which is... That's really cool. Yeah, which is super intense. But then they'll come back, like these kids, they'll start buying individual cars, building decks, they'll get into standard, like playing with their friends. And it's just really exciting 
for us to spread that knowledge. And I think that's a big part of what makes mocks so great. That's awesome. We're definitely going to go out when, when we go out there. I know nice. my, it's the Funko store or museum mm. or whatever it is. That place. There's just a couple. Yeah. Of, I have no clue what else is out there and whatever I can eat. So. Yeah. And hang out with all the board game designers. Exactly. Like the Seattle uh, game design community is, is awesome. There's so many great people who are out here. And that's so far away. I probably only see you guys at like Gen Con or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or PAX Unplugged, which is like two blocks from my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is cool. All right. Awesome. Well, it was a lot of fun doing this. And tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and find your stuff. Sure. So probably the best way to talk with me directly is through Twitter. I'm on Twitter all day, every day, um, at Emma Larkins. Talk about my game design stuff there, game design daily. Um, you can also check my website, which is emmalarkins.com. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, and check out my stuff and say hi. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again. Thank you.